0: You're connected to Business Rap, inspiring ideas that propel the business community forward. And now, our special edition of Crane's Detroit Business, Detroit Rising, with senior reporter Chad Livingood.
1: Welcome, everyone. I'm Chad Good, senior reporter at Cranes Detroit Business, and you are listening to Detroit Rising, a, a weekly segment on business wrap and CranesDetroit.com that focuses on business, commerce, and the intersection of public policy in Detroit. This week, we're recording from the offices of Bamboo Detroit, a co-working shared office space inside the historic Julian C. Madison Building on Washington Boulevard in downtown Detroit. I'm joined today by two entrepreneurs who are working out of this office space, uh, Chanel Hampton uh, a founder and, uh, and owner of Strategic Community Partners a business talent uh, consulting group that, that focuses on mission driven consulting uh, for nonprofits and foundations and then Dwayne Watkins as CEO of Cellular EMT an on demand mobile phone uh, repair service uh, obviously two vastly different uh, businesses uh, but um but you are here uh under the same roof uh, with some of the same missions uh the, and, and working in a different type of office space in downtown Detroit uh, where there's people sharing, uh, sharing coffee pots and, um, and, and, and desks. Uh, uh, let's just start uh, um, a little bit. Chanel, tell us a little bit about your business and how you came to, to Bamboo.
0: Great. Well, Detroit is home for me, uh, and so looking uh, at strategic community partners, uh, we launched two and a half years ago, uh, actually as Hampton Consulting, uh, and I started my career as a teacher. Um, I've always been dedicated to mission-driven work, believed in equity, education, and justice. Uh, and so when I left my nine-to-five job, which was really a hundred-hour-a-week job, traveling the country, uh, I was looking for a place where there were resources, people, support, uh, and a place that could honestly give me what I needed, uh, and a place at a time where I wasn't sure I had everything to pull it together myself. Um, So Bamboo has been phenomenal uh, in terms of culture and climate. Uh, There's always a spirit of energy. There's always conversation. um, And it's the perfect place for a startup. Uh, And two and a half years in, we're still here because we love uh, what the co-founders of Bamboo have created.
1: And Dwayne, and uh, you have a, um, a company that you, you come to people to fix their cell phones and fix their technology problems, uh, but you're based in an office space. Uh, how, how do you, um, uh, this seems like a, an, an unusual place for a, a sort of a forward-facing, um, people-facing business like you have.
2: Right, so we had the company for three years now, and we were in a brick and mortar previously. Um, and we didn't have great access. People would come to us and we didn't have great access to the downtown uh, Detroit area and um, nothing was really getting done for us uh, in the back room of this brick and mortar as far as growth for our on-demand model. And since we moved here over a year ago, we've grown about 300% as far as um, getting clients in downtown, um, connected with the community. Uh, Amanda and, and Mike at Mambu have really taken charge in helping connect us to all the right people in detroit and the community in bamboo we've grown um leaps and bounds just off the people here and then their friends and then their friends it's really been organic growth for us Mm -hmm. that that this um shared workspace has allowed
1: so uh, amanda lawan and and, uh, mike ferlito the uh, co-founders of bamboo they are more than just landlords oh they're uh,
2: they're everything to to our business I, i i said it in one of the the bamboo like v- promotional videos. Like I was a business owner when I joined Bamboo and became an entrepreneur because of coaching involvement. Um, Amanda is like a marketing genius and she just cares uh, so much about Detroit and the startup community, inclusion, and she, you know, gravitates to other community builders, and also they gravitate to her. So um, meeting her group of, of friends and and people that she knows um, just helped me grow as as a business owner and entrepreneur
1: in your businesses you got a uh, an app where you, people can may have make on-demand requests to come to you to them yep so our company is web-based um, it's so
2: we have a web app iOS Android apps um, uh, but uh, we actually do our business at the customers uh, choice you know so if uh, one of our biggest uh, clients right now is we're working with Quicken and the family of companies so we cover all their buildings on-demand phone repair. We'll come out to any of the buildings. They get a discount um, code for being Quicken employees, and we'll just come there and do the repairs on site.
1: So you're here on Washington. Uh, most of the Quicken employees are on campus, Marsh, is about three blocks away. Do you just hike over there with a backpack no, and no. fix their
2: phones? <laughs> so we we built out a, a tech van. Okay. So and we're the I think we're the first of of the kind as far as I know, but um. I took everything from our retail store that we would need to fix phones and put it in the back of a, like a small uh, Ford Transit Connect cargo van. Oh, so yeah, we're all set up. We just come right to you. Um, I like the idea of being fully like able to do the repairs, but not coming into the customer space like I wanted to be able to do it uh, outside of their personal space um, instead of kind of what's going on other- otherwise in on-demand repair where you'd have to come into someone's office or home to do the repair, huh?
1: And, and Chanel, how, how did you, how do you, um, how do you operate your business out of a space like this? Um, I imagine there's a lot of medium of clients, right. uh, can the clients come here to you or do you always go to them or?
0: Sometimes we have clients come here, but oftentimes we are actually going to our clients. Uh, so we have clients in Detroit, we have clients across Michigan, we have clients nationally. Uh, and so it just depends on what the client prefers, but mostly we are going to them. We've actually grown with the space as well. So we were in the old bamboo on brush street uh, before there were. Any office options, anything, uh, and then we started here uh, in one of the suites, and then we actually worked our way up to the fourth floor. Um, so we've grown, uh, and so now we need some more conference room space when we do have clients come in for days, dives, etc. Um, but mostly, we're going to them to their place of business.
1: How is this different if you if you had just gone out and tried to buy get some at lease some office space for four years at a time um, in Detroit well, or Midtown?
0: So I'm a believer, while I think entrepreneurship is, you know, taking a leap of faith, I also think that there need to be some conservative calculations. Uh, and so what actually prompted me to come to Bamboo uh, was I was working on an event with President Obama's team. Um, and I had a team of 20 consultants. I went from just myself to literally needing 20 people to help me do what we needed to do for them uh, for a summit uh, that was at Kobo a couple of years ago. And so I needed space to bring consultants in, to get them all on the same page, to allow them space to work, um, and then after that, obviously, there were no more Obama summits. Uh, but that opened an entire new door, uh, more opportunities. Uh, but before, when I just brought them on, I wasn't sure. Uh, had I gotten a four-year lease, I, I just don't think it's it, it's smart, right? We've exponentially grown in terms of our business and reach and the revenue that we're bringing in. Uh, but I believe in conservative calculations. And so I wouldn't want to be putting all my money into an office space. Um, not to mention, I'm thinking about utilities and all those different things. I mean, Amanda and Mike are Phenomenal in terms of making sure we have everything we need as we need it, um, and I just don't have the time, resources, etc., to do that. Nor would I want to pay someone on my team to do that.
1: Sure, I mean some da- some days you're just operating with uh, you know the five feet around you, and then some some days you you need um, a thousand square feet exactly. to bring in a whole crew of people. Right. Know. Um, and it's that
0: flexibility that is so convenient. Um, I don't every day need three conference rooms, but there have been days where I've booked up every conference room in bamboo uh, for a couple days.
1: And, and um, Dwayne, how do, uh, how do you um, kind of move about in and out of this space every day? Um, and if, if you, I guess I gather that you wouldn't be able to find um, a spot in the retail first floor sector of the downtown Detroit right now um
2: nothing that I could afford <laughs> so giving us a great address um, and it was really turnkey so we just signed our lease here um, got a desk and walked in and everything worked mm-hmm. so like how often can you do that when you're when you're renting a space um, and then working in and out people know the building um, it's iconic, like you said in the in the intro. Uh, people are familiar with it, people know the brand Bamboo Detroit, uh, so people are happy to meet with us there. Uh, since we're a member of this community, uh, people acknowledge it and they notice it. Um, so that's been really great. And just being in and out and having a downtown address. I mean, we pop up on Google search results now when you search phone repair downtown Detroit because we have a downtown Detroit address and there's not much competition downtown for phone repair. Um, so that's been, you know, a huge benefit as well. So I think everything, you know, all of our, our strategic successes kind of stem from this
1: space and where we're at. Big business story is the changing face of retail, uh, and you've been in retail stores as you as you noted, uh, and um, we have a lot of uh, whether it's in within the city or in the suburbs, a lot of really. Uh, changing and struggling retail um, storefronts. Um, how, how is it that you think your business model is going to start is adding to that change? So I mean we're the
2: Uber or Amazon of, of phone repair. So it's it, what we're doing is is what the customers are kind of demanding right now. Everybody wants um, quick, seamless, and uh, effortless service. So you know the fact that you don't have to spend three hours or four hours at the Apple store to get your phone fixed, um, that we can come right to your door in the middle of your day, and literally you have five to seven minutes of, of interference to get something that's very tedious and annoying um, completed. I think that's where the future of retail is. You know, I, I did 80% of my sh- Christmas shopping this year on, on Amazon, and I felt terrible about it, but that's, I, that's all I had time for. And I think um, we'd like to do the same for a phone repair and. And tech, tech consulting in the in the short
1: term future. I, I plead guilty to 80 percent on Amazon as well. Um, uh Janelle, I, I wanted to ask you about as a, as a um, a young female millennial African American working in your city that you grew up in. Um, what is it going to take to get more? Because um, one of the stories of Detroit of the decline in Detroit was that. That middle class uh, blacks left the city and, and didn't come back, or, or in many many ways, or left go into the suburbs. What do you think it's going to take to get more uh, folks uh, back into the city, um, living here and and working here every day?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I have I went to the University of Michigan for undergrad, and I w- lived in St. Louis and had a extremely lucrative career for about 10 years, um, came back almost five years ago. Uh, and so I think that You're part that, of that question, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think part of that question, I graduated at the peak of the economic recession, I couldn't get a job here, which is hilarious, given that I'm in talent, I've led HR teams. Uh, and we have such a talent drain here, I couldn't find a job when I graduated uh, with three degrees from Michigan. And so uh, went to St. Louis, got a couple more degrees, uh, came back, made sure I was financially stable before I came back. I think that question is one that is extremely loaded and I think it's one that uh, needs to have the community in that conversation um, and so I think what it's going to take is something a little different uh, than what a lot of people are doing right now I think that bamboo is a prime example of what it will take uh, so for me I'm a multiracial female um, I have a very non-traditional black background um, and if I go around bamboo I can see folks who look like me who don't look like me who are in my sector who are not in my sector who have you know very educated. Backgrounds who don't—it's an extremely diverse community. Uh, but going beyond the diversity, it's inclusive. Amanda has been very intentional about making sure that we're having open and honest conversations. So it's not just a place where I can make copies or grab coffee or have my suite upstairs. It's also a place where we can have conversations about what is happening, how is Detroit being quote-unquote rebuilt. Uh, and I think it's also important to say that there are tons of people who didn't leave. Um, you know, my family's still here. All my family's still here. They didn't leave. Uh, and so. For For me, I was kind of forced to leave, if you will, and then came back to the city. Uh, But I think that, you know, honestly, the community and culture here is one that you don't find very often. Uh, And I mean, I looked around and I'm sure you looked around, too. I looked at nearly every co-working space in this area um, and in the city. And so to find something like this, I think we need more of these conversations, more of the intentional uh, culture and dialogue that is, I mean, it seems organic, but I know Amanda's very strategic and intentional about having, you know, lunch and learn conversations, having different dialogue, having programming. You can come in here and see Black Young Professionals having a meeting. You can come in here, there was one evening, there was like church. um, It's like literally church at night at maybe 8 or 9 o'clock. I don't know if you see this um and you know and there there wasn't a black person in sight right and so to think about a space that welcomes encourages fosters both of those communities um together it's it's beautiful we need more of that in the city and i think when you start having more of those conversations uh people will hear or choose to hear uh what will create an inclusive city um and i hate to say rebuilding of the city but a new era of the city i will say yeah
1: no and, and there's good points there because uh, it's not just also about uh getting the the person who went to st louis for for a decade right. back it's 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 what how do we include uh the folks who who, who stuck it out right uh, for for many years yeah. and and what what part do they play in the future
0: right and i was reading an article i just flew back last night um in the Thing was harvard business review or the forbes magazine uh and so they were talking about even when you put the diversity in uh let's say we have a diverse workforce right let's say we have a diverse workplace uh it's not just about diversity right so this is something that i created and led diversity recruitment strategies for a national nonprofit. Um, it's something that i preach all the time diversity isn't enough how do you actually create an inclusive environment one that actually encourages and fosters dialogue between uh communities between identities between folks in different populations
1: and just real quick we got 30 seconds kind of what's your takeaway or why uh why why detroit is um you know the real place to be doing business right now
2: uh i think it has a lot to do with the people uh the people here are gritty there are uh, people that that love uh hard work and they embrace it so i think that you know, any negative press that we've ever gotten is is wrong, and the people that stuck around are, are fantastic, and the new people are great too. Chanel,
0: I think uh, the resiliency. I think if you can make it through what we are going through as a community, you can certainly make it as an entrepreneur.
1: Sh- Chanel uh, Hampton and uh, Dwayne Watkins, uh, thank you very much for joining us here, and thanks to Bamboo Detroit for hosting us. I'm Chad Live, and good senior reporter at Crane Detroit Business. You've been listening to Detroit Rising.